Hello and welcome back to another Too Hard podcast. It is myself, Lewis, and me, Rab. <laughs> so we're recording this straight after the the disappointment at Celtic Park today. Disappointment, but also quite expected. Would you say, Rob? The result. If you asked me to take a three-two before the game, I would bit your hand off for it. It was a free shot, I thought. But yeah, it's a disappointing, especially the way we played first half. It's it's the week it's the week up anyway, isn't it? So it doesn't really matter. I mean Nielsen, we all know Nielsen's never really had much of a a care towards the cups in the past. He always seems to focus on the league and especially getting into Europe, which don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that at all. No. Um but it would have been nice to get a wee bit further to the quarterfinals, but we can still get through with the Scottish Cup and we can worry about that. Um, so in today's episode we'll touch on the game uh, well say touch on it we'll probably go into a bit more depth because there's not as much to talk about this week so it'll be a shorter podcast uh, he's all be thanking God for that um, we'll also have a wee we mention maybe about the, the transfer speculation because I was listening to the radio on the way to the pub to watch the game today and uh, Nielsen mentioned a couple of things so we can touch on that and then just a quick look forward to the Aberdeen game this weekend with a packed time castle. Sounds good to me. Sounds fucking brown. Alright, let's move it on. On to Celtic. So, when the draw was made, I think we were all thinking the same. It's a case of, for fuck's sake, I probably could have put money on that. Fix. Fix. Yeah, probably <laughs> the abbreviated version of what I've just said, yeah. But, going, so in the build-up to the game... Uh, from what Nielsen was saying Nongeli was actually meant to be in the squad and you've probably seen it on Twitter as well if you, you keep up to date with the, the Hearts tweets Nongeli was meant to be in the squad but he actually had to drop out for family issues so can I just say nice and quickly that I hope everything's okay and I hope him and his family are alright we wish them all the best whatever's going on 100% yeah and uh, can they drop the speculations on the uh, Royal Rumbles at oh, the yeah. Orium, so Aye. yeah. But yeah, like we say, we hope uh, everything's okay. But uh, it meant that voice would start for us, which is never a bad thing. Oh well, you say that. Well, it wasn't a bad thing. They got his goal. Uh, quite a strong performance, but I think the biggest issue is, and it's something we've seen quite a lot in the past when we went to Parkhead, which is strange because when we play Celtic and Rangers and Aberdeen and Hibs, we play our best football when we're just putting them under pressure. And that was shown in what I'd call two completely parallel performances in the first and second half. Second half sat in, I think we might as well be like, sitting in the fucking stand because there was no point that everyone was back. Boyce was back on the penalty spot half the time defending. Like, we yeah. invited the pressure, it's our own fault. I think uh, the substitutions that Nielsen made were maybe made about 90 minutes too late. Yeah. It should have been made before the game even started because Harden had a woeful, woeful game and McInef grabbing a goal at the end if you kept him home. He's more of an attacking-minded midfielder. Like we say, box to box, um, Harden obviously will be sitting more deep. And then we brought Janelli on. If you brought them both on, or even started both of them, sorry, it would have been a more likely uh, positive result. Yeah. Uh, based on the second half alone, we managed to get the goals. McInerney scoring and Boyce scoring. You would have sort it could, of it could have been more. It could, uh, Joe Hart looked woeful in the game. I think there was two shots on target for Hearts and we scored two goals. So that says a lot. Um, yeah. It is just simply not good enough for us just to start so defensive. I feel like Nielsen worries about this Hearts squad where he should have a bit of confidence because the games that we've played before this game we've shown positive sort of. Uh, Attacking methods, we've we've looked 
positive on the ball. Uh, but today, for some reason, he just wanted to hold back. I can understand Parkhead's a bigger park uh, with, uh, with 50,000 Celtic fans. It's going to put us under pressure. But you know what? It is what it is. The game's done. It, is a, it was a free hit at Celtic. And you know what? I thought we probably could have got a bit a better result. But the first half was absolutely woeful. Yeah. Only kind of highlights you could say from the first half. It's probably Benji Benigami again. What a player, what a man, what a beard. It's not going to be a horse for long, no, I think. I think Janelli, Suter and uh, Benny probably were our best players in the park. Craig Gordon, I mean, they had 11 shots on target and they only scored three. And there was a quite a good chance... Uh, let's try that again. There was quite a good number of chances that they had where if it was Joe Pereira, uh, Bobby Zamal and Colin Doyle... Or any other shape we've had in the past, like a Jack Hamlin, like they're scoring. Like that could have been 6 0 with a different keeper. Right? You can't take any away from the defence. I think the defence was shaky at best in the first half, and that's even with Miss, uh, Mr. Beautiful Heart's soapy suitor. But I think there was some positives to be taken because overall, there was times, I think you said it yourself when we were sitting watching the game, Rob, that the first 20 minutes, we probably could have held on for a 0 0 until half time, and then. They score the goal and it's typical hearts. They just the heads go down and we just crumble. Our arse falls away. I felt like first half. I think Robbie's idea was if we made two big rows of players defensively, that Celtic wouldn't be able to breach it. Uh, and when we did, we panic station sort of happened, and that's where it started crumbling. Uh, the subs, like we say, attacking players more like minded to push forward. If they started the game, probably would have been a different result because I don't think watching that game, Celtic were at their best. We watched the game that a uh, Japanese boy. T- uh, who gives, who, who gives a fuck what his name? He is. was on we his gi- arse. We ginger fuck. He was on his arse more than he was on his feet. Same with Edward. Booked for diving, Edward. That uh, that that kept booking. I don't know what the referee's seen. I do not know what beating seen there because what I'm watching there is he runs past Halkett and throws himself to the ground. Um, Edward, we all know what he's like for diving. Do you know? What? And it's fucking good that he's finally been called out on it because there was the the Scottish Cup final. It's probably the best example of that. Both fucking Scottish Cup finals where he threw himself to the ground. Well, it came to tuition mind a few, maybe it was two seasons ago, when uh, Walker was starting to get picked up for diving. So hopefully that's and the start, but I don't think he Walker actually got us a penalty and it was then later on brought to a ban for Walker. Yeah. Um, so I've not seen a more harsh uh, punishment than that that was put to Walker. So if players like this, this uh, Japanese boy that plays for Celtic, Mate, if he keeps on doing that, he's going to start getting, I would, well, I don't know, the SFA, you can't really say much, but you'd expect them to sort of be getting punished for throwing themselves to the ground. Because it's, it's not fair, players like, say, Walker a few seasons ago getting punished. For, it shouldn't happen anyway, diving shouldn't be in the game. But if you're going to punish one player, it should be consistent, you should punish every player for doing it. Because there's no, it, it, it doesn't do anything for the game except for making it, just as bad as the VAR decisions. Yeah. So, um, well, well, moving on because the the goals. There's not really much you can say. It was a, f- a fucking phenomenal pass from that wee Japanese boy for the first goal. I feel uh, like we should stop calling him the Japanese boy. Maybe what's his name? Fushuro. Ferushum. Ferushu. We'll call him Ferushu from now on. Until someone corrects us, we'll we'll call him what we want within reason. Yeah. So. Beautiful pass, I was saying the boot, you can't say anything about that. Mm-hmm. Um, defending, Halkett probably should have been back quicker. Gordon maybe could be in a better position, but he's 
obviously I don't think he's actually seeing the run of Edward. He's actually watching the ball. Say what you want. It's just one of those things. There's not really much you can do when it goes in. Um, second goal against set piece, tighter marking because all Celtic City have taken this. They felt they were Liverpool taking their set pieces like as quick as anything. But you know what? It worked for them. They got the goal. Good header. Can't really say much about it. Second half though. They made the sub that we predicted was going to happen. That Janelli came on. Yeah, I didn't expect Halliday to go off though. No, me neither. I thought this was a game that he'd be sort of g'd up for. But going back to the goal that they scored with um, Halcott was at fault. We were dropping back the whole the whole of the first half. We were playing as deep as we could, and it was the one, the one chance that Hearts pushed forward. That fucking done us, done us because yeah. the ball came through. Halkett's not got as much pace to drop back as say other players. That's what got the goal for them. So if you're going to stick to a routine, you need to, like you need to stick to it for that half. Yeah, I expected Hearts to play deep first half and then surprise Celtic with a Ginelli sub. That's what I predicted before the game to you. Yeah, and the Ginelli sub came on and it done exactly what done he, what does, he does. He does what he does. Yeah, I think he would have been disappointed to not start that game because I think he'd be he provides. He provides a lot to the team that, especially attacking, that other players don't. Um, Gary Kai Stevens can only do as much as he can in the game. He was sort of getting like again battered as well. Aye, uh, they were they were marking him like they were like shit on Velcro with Gary Kai Stevens. He wasn't getting a an inch. Um, but Gino comes on just it, honestly. It was like it was like mirrored exactly what happened when he came on in the cup final against them. Yeah. He changed the game. And Nielsen was then like decided that it's quite clear that he's went through the boys in the changing room and said, all right, look, all right, I know my... Because like, he needs to take the the blame for the first tag because it was his tactics and I think we can all agree on that. There's not really much... The team as a whole. Anyone, yeah, there was a couple of individual moved. mistakes. Yeah. yeah, but it was on his. Uh, Benny, however, consistent, as I've already mentioned, consistent all the way through, so bad, bad, bad word to say about him. Um, but second half starts brings on Janelli the game gets turned on its head we could have been like we could have been scoring within about 30 seconds of the restart we eventually get the goal from the penalty which was won technically by Janelli I mean Boyce got the, the penalty but Janelli made it um, I think the thing that Janelli does with Hearts is when he brings it on doesn't matter how big or small the park is he brings width to the team yeah. and p- when hearts are so direct and playing so narrow, when you bring a player like Janelli on, it's complete opposite. So everyone's used to him, eh, sorry, used to hearts playing central. And as soon as we start playing wide, they're like, oh my God, what's happening here? And they start shaking. And that's what happened. We got the ball pulled wide, brought in uh, Boyce, Boyce brought down penalty. Good goal. penalty, good penalty. Um, yeah, and then there was the goal again. It was just a, it was just a slight bit of defending. No one's, uh, no one's marking what we were saying, what he's called. What what we're we gonna call him again? The Faro show. Right, that'll that'll do. Defence spotting pass, no I think Suter drops his man. Uh and it was actually going wide if Gordon hadn't made a touch, but you know he's trying to do his job and make the save and it's one of these things, three one down. You've just Moving reminded on. me though. See if Gordon just left that. If it'd been two two in extra time then we could have probably won it. Possibly, but you know but what? it didn't happen, so we'll it. move on. Um then Walker's brought no Aye Walker's Mackinac's brought on first And then Walker's brought on When Walker came on Janelli went from Playing very much as a winger To almost as a free roam attacker Because he was all over the park He was on both sides Down the middle And do you know what It seemed to suit him I mean Because we can see We've seen in the past That he can come in And cut in on his uh, Onto his left foot He was unlucky not to get the goal He had his fir- our first shot at goal um, And then There's not really much else To say about the game Other than 
we were the better team, I think, second half. Second half, definitely. First half was probably... Could have probably been more for Celtic. But Hearts were dropping deep as much as we could. And you know what? 3-2. You don't get results like that very much at Parkhead for Hearts. Aye. Which is a good sign for the future with the other old farm site. It was nice. To, game. It was nice to see McInerney get a nice wee goal at the end as well. There, yeah, so definitely. consolation. But you know what? It could have been a lot worse. But it also could have been a lot better if we changed tactics up. Maybe a wee bit earlier, even started that way. But do you know what? Nielsen had a plan. It didn't work. He identified it. Hold his. He held his hands up and changed it around. And do you know what? It worked out. Maybe not as well as we'd hoped, but we got the two goals. And there's not many managers that can say that as a Hearts manager. You could listen to every single podcast that Hearts fans are putting out right now. And before this game, we would have all said, you know what? We better than Tynecastle. It's a free hit. We'll yeah. see what happens. And a three-two. You'd be taken. A lot of people were predicting four nils, four ones for Celtic. I, mean, I wouldn't say take it. Like, you know, you want to win every game. Of course you do. But especially with the Celtic not being as amazing as they they have been in the past. But however, I would agree with you saying that um, it was uh, it could better be than what it could. Have yeah, been. it's better, better than, than what a lot of us were thinking. So we'll, we'll take that. It is what it is. And we'll just we'll leave it with Gino, God as usual, Benny. Give that man a crown and get him a permanent contract for as long as we can. Is it, how many? Three years he's on just now. Three years, sorry. Make that five. Aye. Not yet. We'll give a... We'll give a <laughs> we've done this in the past. We've uh, given players to bigger contracts. Um, and Soapy, I don't know how much long we'll keep it. It'll be good being timed down a contract, even if it's to try and entice more money in, because I think we will end up losing him. Craig Gordon, beautiful as ever. And Mr. Consistent Smith, I don't think there's really... And Cochran had a decent game as well, actually. It's one of those ones Keep him off the set pieces When was the last time We won at Parkhead You can't really predict Too much more from that So I'd say We'll move on from that Take the positives Not many But we'll take the positives We can And we'll move on to the Aberdeen game So So yeah We move on to the Aberdeen game They lost today To Rafe Rovers I feel like (laughs) I feel like that. A, a very good John McGinn McGlynn not McGinn but John McGlynn uh, Rafe Rovers side I feel like we, we've got to take positives from that if Hearts are losing 3-2 to Celtic and they're losing to Rafe Rovers it's going to make a taste of game at uh, Castle. and they're in Europe as well during the week um, which is extra fucking minutes on their legs doesn't matter what happens and they're playing against FC FK Karabag, Karabag. from Azerbaijan there you go. So that's so, a that's a one away game as well. So that's some trick for them, which puts it in favour for Hearts. So we're not and, touch wood. We're not jinxing no, shit this week. But we've got so many fans at the game compared. I think Hearts have offered is it thirteen fifteen between thirteen and fifteen hundred. Hundred to Aberdeen so, so fans. They to stand, which is good because they tend to sell out. So it should be a nice good a good, good atmosphere. atmosphere a nice good atmosphere. A nice good atmosphere. There that's we go. <laughs> that's what we're aiming for. So. If we keep on playing the way we play, I'd personally, based off today's result, um, obviously talking about the Celtic Hearts game, I'd probably switch Haring with uh, McInef mm-hmm. and uh, start Ginelli as well. So probably... Four at the back. It'll look like a... Likely to be a 4-3-3 by Hearts with Ginelli, Boyce, Gary Stevens. Who'd you drop Kingsley or Cochrane for Ginelli? Because that's a, that's a tough question. Based on today's result, I'd probably put Kingsley over fucking Halkett and centre-back. Mm, I don't know, because I think they've got a couple of strong... Like, J.R. Thomas up front, he's a big, strong boy, so I think we probably need... 
the two centre-backs for sure. I'd probably say Cochrane over Kingsley purely based on his uh, attacking purpose with the ball. When he gets the ball, he does look up and go forward, whereas you don't really get that from Kingsley. Uh, or, do you drop, or do you drop Halliday? But I don't know if I want to drop Halliday right now. He's in probably the best form he's been in for... A while. Aye, a good wee while. And it's, this is the holiday... We've been touching it in the last podcast episode. But this is the holiday that we promised... And then we're getting same again with Steven. Well, I'll I'll push this one onto you, right? Okay, name me the formation in the eleven you'd play against Aberdeen then, Com- uh, based on the result we've just had against Celtic. Aye, so we'll open it out. Tweet us, uh, even if it's in like just the replies for this, uh, this podcast episode, podcast podcast episode. Um, give us who you'd start, and if you want, get tell us why um, you've dropped a certain player, or decided to play a certain player. Um, and we can discuss it in the next episode. Do you know who I think would be really good at this reply? Maroon Report. Because obviously he puts all the stats up for games, so I feel like he'd say who's the worst and who's the best player to play for Aberdeen. So yeah. If you're listening, uh, Maroon Report, please give us your opinion, and if possible, could we get a breakdown of the Celtic games? I'd be quite interested to see that. Definitely. So yeah. Will you give us your starting eleven and formation for the Aberdeen game? Alright, for me, I think we go a four three three, uh, nice and simple, nice and classic. Uh, this is the big shot for one. Gordon and goals. <gasps> oh, I thought you were going to pick cheesy. No. Um, Set a back pairing of Halkett and Seward. Like I said, there. Uh, I think just the physicality, the mind of Seward, and just the the big lump is what Craig Green would say of Halkett. Um, left back I'd be starting Cochrane uh, and Michael Smith is right back there's not really any surprises in that back four like, nothing there centre mid pairing of McInev and Halliday and then left uh, hmm. I should put two in midfield in a 4-3-3 yeah I'm trying I'm trying to think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so my, my two main centre mid pairings is what I'd call them anyway would be McInev and Halliday and then my other centre mid oh surely it'd be Mingy oh yeah I don't know why I was taking a minute to think of that <laughs> I was thinking so about... I, I've just I've just abs- I've praised him like anything I've just completely forgot about him sorry like my brain's a wee bit fried aye so Mingy Halliday and McInev I think that's a very very strong midfield Um. For all we know, because I've come with Evelyn by then, but we'll touch on that. Um, my attackers, again, no really any surprises in there with Gary McKay, Stephen, Ginelli and Boise up front. I then, maybe towards the sort of hour mark, bring on Nongeli for a bit more height and just a bit more kind of stability. Take Boise off, give him a break, the last thing we want is to tire Boise out or injure him. Um, I'd also probably bring on Kingsley for Cocker and give him a rest and maybe take off one of the... Maybe even just actually take off Mackay Stephen or Ginelli for Kingsley and then go back to a five at the back just to kind of to round it off if we're uh, maybe only 1-0 up or something. Right. And that, for me, that, that makes sense. I agree with you, but just to be a bit different, I'm going to pick a different sort of formation and stuff. Okay. So for Hearts against Aberdeen, what I would pick is probably a 4-4-2. A okay. But what I would do is rather than playing two centre midfielders, I'd probably drop them a bit defensively. Mm-hmm. So I'd have Gordon Goals, Halkett and Suter defensive 
centre backs. Okay. Having centre backs. I'd have left back Cochrane, right back Smith. The two defensive midfielders I would have is McInef, because he's box to box, he can push forward if need be. And I'd have Halliday. Left mid Gary McKay Stevens, right mid Janelli, and up top Nanduile and Boyce. I feel like we need to put pressure with two strikers on Aberdeen because I know their defence is nowhere near as strong as what it used to be. They do have Gallagher now, but I don't think he's going to be as consistent as what he's for. Yeah, 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 exactly. And Halkett's poor for us, so I'm sure you. If we have Nanduile sort of bossing it, bu- bullying them like what uh, the Jet does for them, mm-hmm. they're going to panic. And especially how deep Boyce drops back, that could also go into a 4-2-3-1. I know that that was Nielsen's favourite formation in the Championship, but if Boyce needs to drop back and have Nanduile as our main target man, it would still work for us with how good our wide players are going to be. Um, depending on what the formation that Aberdeen play, obviously, they do have some strong players, but this Steven Glassboy doesn't seem to be having them playing very well, does he? No, especially with the, the European tie midweek. I fancy our chances. Uh, again, Tyne Castle, I think uh, I fa- it's almost a free hit again. I mean, we've started off strong. We've got two wins out of two in the league. We've come off the back of all right, a somewhat disappointingly impressive performance at Parkhead, whatever way you want to look at it, depending on what half you want to look at. Um, and I think you'd, me- you'd mentioned about it on the way up the road that the, the teams will be looking at this and be looking at performance and our result against Celtic and all that. They'll be trying to... And they'll, be, they'll probably be scared. They'll be scared. That's what you said. You said these the teams will be looking at it and they'll be starting to worry, especially with the likes of Janelli on the wing. I think he's going to cause all sorts of trouble, especially to that Aberdeen back line. If you look at any team playing at, Celtic, at Parkhead and you see the results 3-2, doesn't matter how much analysis you go into it, not everybody's going to watch that game. If you see just bog standard Celtic 3, Hearts 2 at Parkhead, you're going to go, holy fuck, Hearts must have pushed in for the hard game. Wasn't necessarily what happened hard, in the hard, first half. Hard fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> See if we just pushed them that last fifteen minutes. Uh, the whole game. We're past. We're not going back. Oh, in it, oh, oh man. Because we could cry and whinge about it all day, but it didn't happen. We move on, and yeah. So Aberdeen at score prediction. Do you know? You want to know what I think? I think three 0 Oh. Do you want to hear my goal scorers? Go on then. I genuinely think Cochrane's going to score. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nandy Wheelie is going to score two. Really? No Boise? No Boise. I think Boise, Boise is going to get maybe one or two assists. Alright, yeah, fair. But he's, I feel like... Who's getting the other assist? I'll put it down to... Or is I'm, it an Andy Wheelie penalty? Nah, nah, nah. I'm going to say a Gordon through ball for one in Andos. <laughs> Gordon through ball for one in Andos. Because they'll all be pressed forward. That's it. Right. But I honestly think that Nando is going to be crucial in this game to bully players because the size of the boy, he is... What we expected for Uchi, I said it last week, I'll say it again. He's Uchi with a header on him and with the body's feet. And if 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 Uchi's now at Middlesbrough for a million pounds. And fucking playing well, by the way. Yeah, Very I would well. expect Nando to keep playing for us. And can, I, I, I just see potential in the boy compared to like... I know a lot of Hearts players are like this boy's mints. He's massive. He's going to surely cause problems. So I'm putting it down. I'm going to actually put a bet on it. Right, 3-0 with those goal scorers. That's it. I'm right. not going to put the assist in because okay. that would be mega money. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Okay. What about you, son? I think we'll keep a clean sheet. I think um, we'll keep a clean sheet against them. I think I'm going to go for 2-0. Right. Who's um, the goal scorers? Goal scorers for me, I think... 
we'll get a goal midway for the first and then towards the end of the second. Sounds like a Hearts team. Yeah, so I think we'll first goal will be scored by Halliday. Right, okay. Right, I fancy him just a wee pop. I think it'll be like a set piece, like a corner or something, and it'll fall to him at the edge of the box and he'll roll it in at the bottom corner. Halliday like S goal, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I Boise's going to get one. I think it'll be a penalty. I'll take it. You know, I'll take a win. But uh, <laughs> I'm a bit worried I'd, if you didn't. I'd expect Hearts to to sort of. It's a weird. Th- it's a weird thing to think about Hearts being championship last season to this season expecting Hearts to pump. Nielsen like for Hearts has been one of the best. I I, just, oh, I hate saying it because last season was dreadful, but based on his last like he left us when we were in second league. Like uh, what? Up, what can you really say about that? It's like, football. It's football is questionable. It's tactics. You're like, oh okay. Why have you done that? But do you know what? Nine, eight out of ten, eight out of ten times he'll get a result, and do you know what? That's good enough for me. One thing I'd like to say, and it's a argument against Nielsen, but it's also countered by an argument for Nielsen. Okay. Is, a shit sandwich. Okay, here we go. Right, so Papescu and Roberts have both been asked to leave Hearts. Yeah. Both Nielsen signings. Yep. But. Benengamy. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I'd say Savage. Savage has been brought in since the signings have been made. So he can tell the players, look, we need this harsh mentality mentality of hearts. Like, you're going to play good for us or you can fuck off. Demur's the perfect example. There you go. How long have we had Demur in the books? <laughs> and now that Savage has been in, we've told him to fuck off. I'm, I'm gutted. I was looking forward to seeing him score a hat-trick against Hibs. But, you know. I was about to say something horrible there. I'm looking forward to him to retire. Oh, okay. Fuck. All right. Fuck so, but do you know what? So we've got a 3-0 and a 2-0 prediction here. Again, please let us know your um, your prediction for the scoreline and goal scorers uh, when you tell us your team. Yeah. I think that's, uh, we'll do that. That's it. Um, but it's, a, it's an interesting one. I think Aberdeen's are going to be a good contest. I feel like, they like we say, that individually they've got some good players in the team. The Jet, they've got... Not Jim Jeffries. Uh, they've got uh, Declan Gallagher. Like a few... Joe Lewis, good goalie. Yeah. I can st- He haunts my dreams from that time we played Aberdeen at Murrayfield and he just turned into Prime Buffon. Yeah. Um, but let's hope that... I mean, I've seen him do a couple of fucking stupid mistakes the last few seasons, so... I'm expecting goals for Hearts this, this next game. Apply the pressure, we win the game. And... We've not even mentioned it. Full capacity. Full capacity. We're, we're excited for this. And we've, we've moved seats as well. That's it. So we're we're sitting in section N now. We're going to be the big hard ultras. We're not telling you the exact uh, seat numbers because yeah, if any want any like negative publicity. That's <laughs> it. We'll, we'll, we'll sign autographs at halftime. Um, but I'm just going to touch on something talking about uh, full capacity. Last week I, I sort of put a tweet out um, saying that Obviously, we're going back to full capacity and a lot of Hearts fans will be suffering from mental health, obviously. Not being at Tinkhouse for such a long time is going to take a toll on people as well. So me and Lewis have both put out that we're more than happy. If anyone's struggling just now to drop us a DM on the uh, at Two of Hearts podcast. Or individually. Or on our own personal Twitter pages. And we'll meet you for a pint before the game and have a wee chat because you know what? Chatting to someone just it just helps, you know what I mean. Like I've struggled the last few years. I'm more than happy to admit it with my mental health and Lou and a lot of my other friends have been there for me. And you know what? I don't know where I'd be without them. So if you are struggling, don't hesitate to drop the like I say the podcast page or mine and Lucy's personal Twitter pages at Robert Russell and at Lou Mick. 
Right, we're all in this together. We'll That's it. there for each other. Hearts family, so... Yeah, drop us a message, we'll go for a pint and even, we'll... Even honestly, like, see, even if you're not a Hearts fan, I doubt you'd be fucking listening to this, but anyone at all, I don't care if you you go to the games, I don't care if you sit at home and watch the games, I don't care if you don't even like football and you just haven't found anything better to listen to on Spotify. Same goes, like, my, I'm there for anyone who needs it because yeah. we've, like, we've all been there at some point. Exactly. Or, or at least know someone who's been through it and it's, it's tough. It is tough. But you know what? If you're a Hearts fan, me and Lewis will show you how to play pool and how to play darts at the Shandon if you fancy a... No well. <laughs> no very well. Mostly luck, especially me with pool. That's it. The <laughs> more we drink with playing pool and darts, the better we get. So if you fancy a, a wee bevy of me and Lewis, you know... We're here for you, no matter what. But yeah, we'll move on from the Aberdeen game, um, and we'll talk about the transfer roundup sort of news. So yeah, we'll go into that now. Last but not least, we will do a quick roundup of the transfer rumours, and or I think we we talk, we got most of them last week. There was quite a lot of fucking names to go through, um, mostly outgoings. But listen to the radio. Mr. Nielsen said that 10 days, roughly, is what they're aiming for Cammy Devlin to be a fully-fledged scarf above the head Hearts player. Which could see. He also said that he's looking to bring in another defender and attacker, which is also very fucking good to see. I've heard links with this boy from Juventus that's been at Kilmarnock. Nah, from right. what I've remembered, he was absolutely a pony. I'd take Catch. Catch is available right this now. Is, this I'd, is what I'm thinking. Nicola Catch. After these interests for this Juventus young boy would uh, sort of start the rumour starts to roll, it's also been put in the news that we're not interested in him, mm-hmm. which I'm more than happy to hear. Yeah. But like you said, Cattage. So Cattage has been told he doesn't have a career at Rangers now, which is a shame for him because he was a really good player for Rangers. But he had a, I believe it was an ACL injury. Yeah. Um, and he's coming back now. So he was playing for the Rangers B team the other week. Um, but... ACL injury or not, I would say he's a very solid signing. If we did not take him, he, he's just a he's the aggressor compared to Suter. Suter's more of a ball player. I feel like if you had Catch beside Suter, he's the one that wins all the headers. He's like a brick wall, mm-hmm. um, which is what you need. I feel like, like we said today, I think one of the goals were actually caused in the Heart Celtic game by Halkett. I don't think you're going to get that with Cattage. And Cattage played for Rangers. You know what it's it's what it's like to play for a big team, especially mm-hmm. against Celtic. And Hibs. And Hibs. So, he would be a he would be a perfect, obviously perfect for he's, Hearts he's because we're always signing players that are injured. But perfect signing that I would expect Hearts at at minimum to make anything above him is what I'd expect the standard to be. And it's good because we've signed a lot of young players, but there's nothing wrong with that. The young youth is brilliant, but um, we need to balance it out. So bringing in someone as experienced, almost like a general at the back, like Nicola Cattage, who's also he's a he's a full fully capped. Croatian? I think Yeah, uh, fully, fully capped for Croatia. Um fantastic, fantastic player. Like I think it'd be an absolute steal if we managed to get him. Definitely, because he'll be on a free when we get him. Um, oh, but they're thinking about sending him on loan as well, that's the other one. I'd take him on loan as well. Exactly. Uh, but uh, compared to other players that you're talking about like uh with experience. If you're thinking of experience with players, you're not wanting an old player. You're wanting someone who's experienced but still got a young age, but they've played at a high enough pedigree that you'd expect them to sort of do a, a do a job for us. We're not looking for a Christoph Berra esque player. No, but it's a, it's a, it's a temporary fix, and then you've got a couple of young. 
a couple of young players coming through, like say Chris Hamilton. Um, Chris who, Hamilton's a a strange one for me, and I'm not having a go at him because he can't do anything about this. But for a centre back, from what I've heard, Raven reviews about him. He mm-hmm. seems like a really good defender, but I believe tall, he's tall as fuck as well. This is the thing I'm saying. He's only five foot nine. Like, taller than that, mate. The boy's tiny. That's what I'm going to say. He's not tall. It's fucking tall. I don't know where you got that from, but that's the oh. problem I think we've got with Chris Hamilton. Who am I thinking of it? Uh, I think you should Google it now. I'm going to go... Right, wait a sec. Wait okay. a sec. This is... Um, we're not even going to cut this. This is important. This uh, is. You need to hear a live reaction because okay. I'm, I'm convinced... Chris you know. Hamilton is tiny for a centre-back. I'm telling you this right now. So, Lewis is currently Googling this. Chris Hamilton. I bet he's, I bet he's 5'9 at most. It's almost two metres, you fucking... Right, come on, Google it then. Like, what's the conversion rate for that? <laughs> come on. I've been told this boy is the tiniest centre-back that people have ever seen, which is a problem in Scottish football. He's six foot. No dangerous, Chris Hamlin. Six He's six foot. foot, mate. No danger. Six foot. All right, so there you go. Rob's talking shit. There we go. <laughs> no danger. I don't believe that for a six second. Six foot. I fucking knew he was nice, small, mate. Unless he's, he's playing centre-back partnership every time he's played for Hots with the fucking BFG. No, six foot. Don't believe that for us. Six foot. Anyway, we'll move on. Other one, Walker. Walker away, Walker stay. I don't know. (laughs) He's a hard one. Today we watched him. You can't really do much in our game park here. But the games he's played for us as a sub, impact sub, brilliant. He's been an absolute, a brilliant servant to the team. Hearts fan through and through. Don't care if you think he's a Rangers fan or not. Do you know what? I think... We'll miss him, but I think at the same time, uh, his, his best years for us are past. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think for his own personal, his own sake, he needs a, a, a new start. I think staying in Scotland's probably his best bet as well. I feel like a new start from would um, benefit Hearts fans as well, because we've got a lot of people relying, like, oh, we need like more blood Hearts fans playing for the team. Yeah. It, I don't care if every Hearts fan's fucking... Like, I don't want Hearts fans to play for the team. I want good players to play for the team. Yeah. Walker has done his bits for Hearts 52 51 goals for Hearts yeah it's, which is great that's phenomenal he's played for us for so long but you think, know what there's, it, think, there's better is, players that we can get for the same wage in my opinion he's, he's not even making the squad half the time then it's no fair on him it's no good on his, his mental health it's no good on his family yeah I don't believe that so he should I think he's He's too good to be on the bench, but I just don't know if he's for us now. And I don't know why it is. I don't know if it's because his head's turned or it doesn't get on with Nielsen, which is another rumour that's been about. But, you know, like, we'll not get into Nielsen, we'll get on with players' rumours because we've already went through all that pish. One but, thing I would probably say, though, is see if you look at the bench when Hearts are playing games, the standout players that you see on the bench is usually an Andwele, a Walker or a McInef. Yeah. The rest are... Youth players, so there's absolutely no depth in this team. He's a fantastic impact player, but I just I don't know. It's it's a shame for him just to be an amp, uh, impact player. I never I never thought or hoped I'd ever say this, but I do think it is. Maybe now coming towards the official end of his heart's career, and you know what? If it is, all I can say is thank you for everything he's ever done for us. Fantastic player, came up through the ranks. He was fantastic in the relegation season. He was phenomenal in the championship season, and even better in the season we got back in. But you know what? I think all good things must come to an end. That's it. One thing I will never forget with uh, Jamie Walker is the season that Hearts were taunting with uh, administration, there was Hearts fans queuing in their thousands to get their season tickets and he was outside with trays of cups of tea 
to obviously it was a freezing day. Everyone's going. He was outside a Hearts player outside giving everyone cups of tea, trying to keep them warm, trying to get their tickets to the yeah. to try and save the club. So you there was n- you can say anything about his football ability, but as a man, he is up there in one of the most respected Hearts players for me purely based on that alone. And if you see him and you, you you'll always stop and talk. He'll will uh, stop for a photo even of that. So he's. I actually see. got a photo of him the time that we bet Celtic. Eh, sorry, Celtic. That's a photo of him right there. I, I got a photo <laughs> of him the time that we bet Rangers, and he got man of the match. He was walking about with a big bottle of champagne, and he actually stopped I during mean, his I celebrations mean that, I mean that, to yeah, get yeah. photos with me and Lewis. So it doesn't matter what you think about him on the park. The boy's hearts through and through, and you can't really ask more. It would be a shame to see him go, but, but also, I, I would expect him to do better than just being on the bench for Hearts. No, he's, he's not a bench warmer. No. So, and uh, I think with that, we'll, um, we'll round up. Nice, it's fairly quite quiet. It's still a wee bit of time, but, you know, we'll call it quits there. We'll talk to you again, hopefully after the Aberdeen game. So, yeah, we'll uh, drop a tweet out. You give us your predicted uh, 11 for the... Hearts versus Aberdeen game in your predicted goal scorers and score predictions. So, yeah, thanks for listening to the Hearts podcast. It's been me, Rab. And myself, Lewis. See you again next time, guys. Goggy Rose.